You're listening to the DNB Show podcast, your number one resource for living the country lifestyle. Hey, this is Matt Breckwald, your host, coming to you from my place in the country to yours. Everybody, this week we're getting into our actual format. Our first episode was a little bit different than what we'll normally be doing as we introduce the show to you, but we're glad to have you back for our second episode. And you know, there was a new law that just went into effect January 1st, 2017, and it really impacts any producers out there who use medication in their feed. And the Food and Drug Administration is changing a few things in terms of how that gets done. So we've got a special guest on our show today who's going to be talking all about what is called the Veterinary Feed Directive. And we're going to get into that interview right after a word from our sponsor. There's a price you pay to get away, to live outside the bound. They say hay is for horses, but did you know hay can be deficient in vitamin and mineral content? Your horse deserves premium western forage from Stanley, available at DNB Supply. Grown in the rich volcanic soil of Idaho, Stanley produces the highest quality sun-cured western forage products on the market. All natural and nutritious, Stanley Premium Western Forage is baled at the optimum time to make sure your animals take in the maximum dose of vitamins and minerals. Never chemically preserved, Stanley offers a complete line of all natural premium forage products for equine and other livestock available in bales bags pellets cubes and even treats stanley premium western forage it's the breakfast lunch and dinner of champions at least of the equestrian sort when you've got a real horse in the race or in the barn stop on by dnb supply for stanley premium western forage Did you know that a horse's top line plays an important role in how that horse performs, looks, and feels? That's why Neutrina offers top line balance in select horse feeds, available at DB Supply. While saddle fit, genetics, and exercise are most frequently blamed for a poor top line, nutrition actually plays the most critical role. Neutrina's top line balance fuels the muscles that support the spine from the neck to the hindquarters to improve performance, motion, and drive. Not all feeds are created equal, and not all feeds can improve a horse's top line. It took years of research and field trials to develop this unique approach to equine health. So look for the Top Line Balance logo on select Neutrina horse feeds. For a healthier top line, stop on by D&B Supply for Top Line Balance from Neutrina. Western homes and families, the choice is Joining us now is Dr. Scott Livesley, the Idaho Deputy State Veterinarian, and he is here to talk to us about the new Veterinary Feed Directive. Dr. Livesley, how are you today? I'm great, Matt. Thanks for having me. Well, it's my pleasure to speak with you, and I'm really looking forward to bringing this information out and explaining it pretty well. And, you know, I've been doing a little bit of reading up on it in preparation for our interview, but it's more important to have you on as the expert to to talk about this. So could you start off by just kind of giving us an overview of what the Veterinary Feed Directive is? Sure thing. Uh, the Veterinary Feed Directive is a new policy that has been put into effect by the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. And what the Veterinary Feed Directive does, or as it's affectionately referred to, the, the VFD, is it is a document that evaluated the safety of antimicrobial drugs and it identifies medically important antimicrobials. And, and the reason that's relevant is because 
there are a group of antimicrobials that are used both in human medicine as well as in veterinary medicine or with livestock. Mm-hmm. And then there are, there are some antimicrobials that are, have no relevance in human medicine that are only used in livestock. And so since both human and veterinary uh, medicine, there's a fair bit of crossover in the, in the antimicrobials that we use. Uh, the FDA has identified which ones are those uh, drugs and they have put restrictions on their use and how they're to be used in, in livestock. Okay. So that is the VFD, and, and that is what it is there to do. So what is a medically important antimicrobial drug? So uh, a medically important antimicrobial drug is one that has both use in human and, and veterinary medicine. So okay. what the VFD has done is it's identified a group of antibiotics that both veterinary and human, has both veterinary and human needs, and then it's identified a second class of antibiotics that has no relevance in humans. And so what that will include is critical antibiotics that that human medicine must have Mm -hmm. and will continue to have the expectation to use. And some examples of those are septiofur, fluoroquinolones, an example would be like batril or enrofloxacin, macrolides are, are a group, and also sulfas are critically important antibiotics that both veterinary and, and human medicine need, but they're, the FDA is, is reserving their use for specific uses in livestock. Okay. So what are the new VFD regulations? All right. So there's a couple different components to the, to the VFD. The first thing is, in historically speaking, the use of antimicrobials with livestock, specifically incorporating antimicrobials into feed, has been allowed for multiple reasons. One, the obvious reason is if your livestock, your herd, has a disease, you want to treat that disease with an appropriate drug. And that's not the intent of this rule. Also, there is preventative treatments where you can incorporate antimicrobials into feed, and that's just one of the the delivery processes for for getting drugs to your to your livestock is mm-hmm. incorporating them into feed and when you have a large herd that's the easiest way to deliver uh, uh, medication to your herd is incorporated into the feed because it's time consuming and it's labor intensive to go through and inject or you know uh, feed an oral medication or do a topical drench or something like that on an individual basis especially when you have you know a herd of a thousand or five thousand animals so the 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 purpose for further regulating incorporating into feed is there was a, a component of using antimicrobial drugs that was used for promoting growth and feed efficiency. Mm-hmm. So there certainly is the reason to to treat sick animals with medication, and that is not being restricted. It's not it's not being misconstrued in any way. What it is is for for the purposes of promoting growth and feed efficiency, the FDA has said that is no longer a valid reason for putting livestock on antimicrobials or putting them into feed. So they have asked the first component of the veterinary feed directive is to remove all of the labels indications from all the, the feed corporations that you can no longer advertise a medicated feed and put medication into the feed for purposes of promoting growth and feed efficiency. You can't do that anymore. And if you do still need to incorporate medicated feed into your herd, you have to go through a veterinarian now. 
and the veterinarian will need to write a veterinary feed directive. And what that does is identify exactly what population of animals need it, why they need it, and how long they are allowed to be on it. So there is no indefinite VFDs now. They all have a sunset of no, an expiration date of no greater than six months. We will be right back with more on the veterinary feed directive right after this. There's a price you pay to get away, to live outside the bounds. There's only one thing that comes between you and your horse, your tack. When you need to ride with trust, loyalty, honesty, and high-performing gear, ride the brand with Weaver Leather, available at D&B Supply. For work, trail, and competition, Weaver Leather handcrafts original designs with the horse person in mind. Weaver Leather also makes leather, nylon, and hardware products for livestock, pets, arborists, and more, all backed by a 100% perfect satisfaction guarantee. Handcrafted in the USA for over 40 years, you'll find innovative design, skilled craftsmanship, keen attention to detail, and only the finest materials in every Weaver Leather product. From January to March at D&B Supply, save $5 off any Weaver Leather Headstall, Smart Cinch, Airflex Cinch, or Weaver Leather Livestock Show Halter. To ride tall in the saddle, stop on by D&B Supply for Weaver Leather. During calving season, your livestock operation really comes alive. On your ranch, be born ready with Powder River Livestock Handling Equipment. Available at D&B Supply. For almost 80 years, Powder River has stood out as leaders in the livestock handling field with continuous equipment innovation to help ranchers work up close with their livestock safely and with minimal stress. When it's close to calving season, be prepared and check out the Powder River Homesteader Calving Deluxe Pin at D&B. An excellent multi-purpose health pin, this safe enclosure is optimally designed for calving and doctoring with a sweep gate, a bow gate, and a self-catching head gate to open up incredible access and control for calving assistance. To bring your calves into the world, then bring them up right. Stop on by select D&B supply stores for Powder River livestock handling equipment. The choice is D&B. Dr. Livesley, let's pick back up explaining what the new veterinary feed directive is. So the over-the-counter medications that have been historically available mm-hmm. to consumers, livestock owners, for previous years, those are almost entirely going away with the exception of the few exempted medications. And some of those exempted medications that are not medically important are ionophores, and that's a, that's a drug that's used in ruminants, cattle, mm-hmm. um, and then bacitracin and, and another uh, smaller group of of antibiotics called bambromycins. But that's pretty much, it's, it's much easier to actually talk about the list of antimicrobials that are not medically important because almost all of them are. Okay. Now, with some of these antibiotics that you're naming, are there some common names or some brand names that listeners might recognize better than their, than their technical or their scientific names? Sure. So, uh, so Naxel is a very common drug. Uh, Chlortetracycline, it's also known as aromycin, is a very common feed additive that's incorporated into feed. You know, penicillins, tetracyclines, um, chloramphenicols, all, all those are, are medically important antimicrobials that are subject to the new veterinary feed directive. And you'll have to go through a veterinarian to get a veterinary feed directive, and a feed co-op or a feed mill will not be allowed to 
to make your medicated feed for you until you have an appropriate veterinary feed directive from a veterinarian. Okay. So, doctor, this new regulation actually has already gone into effect on January 1st of this year, correct? That's correct. It went into, uh, it's been in effect for a couple weeks now, and the Department of Agriculture, uh, along with uh, the FDA, has done a, a, a pretty good job of trying to provide outreach and education so no one is surprised by these new requirements, and it's been in the works for a long time. But the label requirement was required to be changed on all, all the medicated feed in December of 2016, and now, as of January 1st, before you'll get your your feed request filled, you'll have to have a, a VFD mm-hmm. on any medically important uh, antimicrobial. The, the people who may not know about it are most likely a lot, some of your listeners that have smaller livestock herds or maybe don't use medicated feed on a regular basis. You know, when they go to use it, they may meet a, a little bit more red tape they have to get through. And, and this is not saying that you, you will never be able to obtain medicated feed anymore. You're just going to have to go through a veterinarian and a, a feed mill or a feed co-op won't be able to provide you that medicated feed until they've got an appropriate VFD from a vet. Okay. Well, I want to ask you a follow-up question to that. So so prior to this new regulation, let's say back in 2016, 2015, if a consumer went into a feed store and they selected a bag of chicken feed off of the shelf and they really didn't care about reading the label uh, and whether or not that's a prudent way to do things, uh, put that aside. They just didn't read the label. And so were consumers prior to this ruling, were they were they going into feed stores and selecting medicated feed and maybe not even knowing it? I guess theoretically it's possible they could have selected that. I mean, the, you know, you're reading the labels and knowing what's in your feed. If you're in the, in the business of producing uh, animals that are intended – to be used as food, mm-hmm. I, I think you pay pretty close attention to exactly what you're feeding your animals. Now, that being said, I think a lot of folks were going into feed stores and, and purposely buying medicated feed, and that's fine. It was an over-the-counter product, and whether it was a, for a prevention of disease or some of their flock or some of their herd had disease and they wanted to treat everybody all at once to make sure no additional animals got sick, that's fine. They just didn't ever have to go through a veterinarian to do it. So now the same product that they may have been buying and giving to their herd or their flock without a prescription, that won't be available now without going through a veterinarian. So for some of the your listeners or the consumers who may be going into the feed store come January, mm-hmm. it, it won't be sitting on the shelves and you won't be able to just walk out with it. You'll need to have a veterinary feed directive to present to the to the feed store before they'll let you have it. Okay, so that was going to be my next question. So the feed that is restricted is not going to be out there on the shelf for any consumer just to throw it on their cart and take up to the, to the check stand. They're going to have to actually present the VFD uh, to somebody at that retail establishment and have them go get that medicated feed for them? Th- that's correct. And the reason that is, is I think a lot of feed stores, because it wasn't over-the-counter medication, there's a constant flow of demand for mm-hmm. the product. They could manufacture a lot of that medicated feed ahead of time. And they it would be, quote-unquote, stockpiled because there's a regular flow of business. Mm-hmm. There's going to be limitations that the FDA is putting on you know how much you can stockpile because really you you're not going to be able to get the product because it, the dosage may be different than 
than the guy who came in before you mm-hmm. to, to buy medicated feed. It may be for a different number. You may need to buy a, a different volume. And so it's going to probably be on an as-needed or an ordered basis. So I think contacting your feed mill and letting them know that you're going to be making an order, and they will then be expected to check that the VFD is current and accurate, and then they'll fill your order. So I think walking into a feed store and getting a medicated feed with a an important antibiotic in it that it, that is regulated by this directive is n- is not going to be available anymore. They're going to need to have a little bit of a preparation done and make sure all their paperwork is appropriately filed before you can get it. Okay. Let's continue this discussion after this. There's a price you pay to get away to live outside the bounds. When you love your dogs and cats like members of the family, you feed them like family too. Dish out the best nutrition for your furry little friends with Blue Pet Food, available at DB Supply. Made with high quality natural ingredients, plus life source bits with active nutrients and antioxidants, Blue starts every dog and cat food recipe with real meat, then adds in garden vegetables and antioxidant rich fruit. Blue Pet Food does not contain artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. Plus, there's never any corn, wheat, or soy, and no chicken or poultry byproduct meals. All this care goes into every pet food bag, so your cats and dogs live happy, healthy lives. For every four-legged member of your family, stop on by D&B Supply for Blue Pet Food. The choice is D&B. Say you were to ride off into the sunset. Ideally, what kind of boots and clothes would you be wearing? For horseback riders of all styles, Nothing beats the look and performance of Ariat, available at D&B Supply. Founded on the belief that riders are athletes, Ariat combines technology and engineering with the goal of making the highest quality footwear and apparel riders will ever put on. Every stitch of Ariat gear is made to last and looks timelessly in style to boot. Everyone from famous rodeo cowboys to country music legends to equestrian Olympians turn to Ariat with confidence. You can count on them, too. Think of Ariat as your ultimate riding companion for the life and times in the West. When you need to better outfit your ride with Ariat, stop on by your favorite D&B supply. Western homes and families, the choice is D&B. Dr. Livesley, during the break, I thought of a follow-up question for you. A producer that has a certain disease happening with, let's say, 5% of their herd, they're still going to be eligible to get this medicated feed to treat the entire herd to shut that down before it spreads any further. Did I understand that part correctly? They're still going to be able to acquire and, and purchase and use medicated feed but they have to go through their veterinarian. And and really what this creates is the veterinarians are now the gatekeepers to pretty much all medicated feed. If if you're looking to to apply some antibiotics to your feed because your herd has has a disease or you're looking to prevent disease, that is that's a reasonable purpose to to want to incorporate that into your feed, but you have to ask the veterinarian what dosage is appropriate is this a good reason for us to to apply medicated feed to our operation? And the veterinarian needs to sign off on it. So if if you have a valid reason and that no longer includes to promote growth or to 
improve feed efficiency. If it's one of those two reasons, the veterinarian should say, I'm sorry, you, you can't have medicated feed for that reason. And so over so many years, the, the use of antibiotics in livestock has been very high. The, the vast majority of antibiotic use in this country is administered through feed in livestock. Now, granted, some of that, the study that was done by the FDA to, to analyze that was did include some of the medically unimportant antibiotics as far as human health is concerned, but it's still an alarming number to say that 95% of the antibiotics administered in the U.S. are incorporated into feed. So the expectation is if we cut out growth promotion and feed efficiency out of the reasons that you could ask to purchase medicated feed, then the use, the, the inappropriate use of antibiotics goes down, and hopefully the, the documentation of resistance, antibiotic resistance to a lot of these important drugs will also go down. Now, what is some of the background on why the FDA created these new regulations? So the, the whole premise for, for this directive is, you know, you see bacteria developing resistance to antibiotics and microbials all the time. And they're in, as part of the study that they did in, in 2010, so every time a new antimicrobial is, is developed for the first time, you've got a, a grace period of, say, maybe five to ten years where the, the drug is very effective and there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of resistance that they're able to observe in, in humans or in, in livestock. But after that five to ten, maybe 15-year grace period, you start to see antibiotic resistance develop, and that's when the drug no longer becomes effective. And the idea is that the FDA was, was identified that lo- the use of medication in livestock feed was a huge component of how much antibiotics were being used in this country and in this industry. And if we were able to cut that down, maybe we, we may be able to extend the useful lifespan of some of these drugs. Have you seen evidence of antimicrobial resistance? Yeah, we we see antimicrobial resistance all the time. I you know, I think 10 years ago when I was in practice, we would use antibiotics routinely and they worked very well and and now you know, 10 years later, those same antibiotics used for the same conditions that I was writing a prescription for, the the antibiotics are no longer effective. And so that's why you, when you go to prescribe antibiotics, it's probably wise to do a culture and sensitivity. That's why those are done in human and in veterinary medicine. So you you do a culture and sensitivity on, on whatever the injury is or the wound and you send it in and the lab will tell you what drugs the, the bacteria is sensitive to and what drugs the bacteria is resistant to. And that will alter or narrow down your choice of antibiotics that you want to use because you don't want to use one that's that's not going to be effective because it's not going to change mm-hmm. or improve the, the health status of the animal. Okay. Let's take one more break, and then I've got another question for you. There's a price you pay to get away, to live outside the bounds. Are you a new or current cat owner looking for a solution to the litter box that will keep everyone in the house happy? 
Purina Tidy Cats knows how to keep all those feline bathroom habits in a neat and tidy box with a wide range of litter options available at DB Supply. Since the invention of clay based litter in 1964, Tidy Cats has been the leading brand trusted by millions of kitty keepers. Today, they're still changing the litter game with new innovations like lightweight litter and advanced odor control technology. And because all cats have a unique personality, some more than just one, Tidy Cat offers scoopable, non clumping litter choices to make them all happy. Tidy Cats is quick and easy to clean. It's even easy on the nose. When you need the full scoop for your feline fur balls, stop on by your favorite D&B supply and pick up a bag or bucket of Tidy Cats. Some clothes are just clothes. And some clothes, like Carhartt, are legendary. Those legendary ones you can find at D&B Supply. Hamilton Carhartt started sweating the details back in 1889. Carhartt started to stitch together workwear made to stand up to steel, smoke, and the Industrial Revolution. Ever since, Carhartt gear has survived in the most rugged corners of the world and thrived in the harshest conditions at work or home. In 1959, a couple of fellas named Dutch and Bud set up their first supply shop in Idaho to outfit people in the West with only the best. That includes Carhartt, famous for iconic gear like the chore coat and double front pants. When you need the stuff of legends, even just to make it through the workday, stop in for some Carhartt at your favorite D&B supply. We are back. Just a reminder that we are speaking with Dr. Scott Livesley, Deputy State Veterinarian with the Idaho Department of Agriculture about the new Veterinary Feed Directive. Now, some terms I hear thrown around when it comes to antibiotic use frequently are using it therapeutically or prophylactically. Can you explain to us the difference between those two? Sure. So therapeutic use of antibiotics is is your traditional idea of when antibiotics should be given. So you uh, your animals get sick, you call the vet out, they say the animals have pneumonia, for example, and mm-hmm. so you, uh, you prescribe them a course of antibiotics to treat the pneumonia, and after a period of time, say 10 days or 14 days, they finish the course of antibiotics, and hopefully they're, they're back to being healthy. That is the therapeutic use of antibiotics. So to treat a disease that's been identified in an animal. Prophylactic use is if you're dealing with a herd and maybe you've identified a couple animals in the herd that may have pneumonia, but all the rest of the animals may look relatively healthy. So you'll treat the couple that are sick, but you're going to prophylactically treat all the rest of them to make sure that nobody else gets sick as well. So prophylactically is to avoid additional cases um, and to prevent the, uh, these other animals from acquiring the disease. Okay. So it's prevention prevention versus you know, therapeutic use. And now the use of antibiotics to promote growth or to improve feed efficiency, which is what is being restricted, how does that work? So as I mentioned, the 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 traditional and the intended original intended use of antibiotics was for treatment or prevention of disease. What they also found with livestock or food producing animals that if you fed some of these drugs at a low level for an extended period of time, animals would grow faster or they would require less feed or they would fill out 
you know, their body condition would be better relative to animals that were not on a, a regular low dose mm-hmm. of, of antibiotics. And so the, a lot of the, the producers would say, well, this is a very helpful tool in trying to get the best product out for human consumption. So if I can treat an animal with a low dose of antimicrobials over an extended period of time and they get sick less often, they grow faster, they grow better, then that's a, a cost-saving measure that, that was a very good business decision. What's happened now is the FDA has recognized that antimicrobial resistance happens. It happens all around us. And even though it may have been a cost-saving measure in the past, it may have been a, a reasonable purpose to put your herd on antibiotics or incorporate medication to the feed, that's no longer relevant because we're not willing to take the risk, continue to take the risk, of drug resistance to be developed in that way. So if your animals are sick or you need to prevent disease, that is one thing. And if you go through a veterinarian, you can still incorporate medication into your feed or into the water if you go through a veterinarian. But you can't put low doses of antibiotics into your livestock's feed over an extended period of time because the risks are too great and we're not willing to to let that continue. Okay. And to clarify, you talked about antibiotics that were both had human uses as well as livestock uses and then livestock only. So am I understanding correctly that with the antibiotics that have both human and livestock uses, if we overuse them in livestock and create a resistant strain of bacteria, then if a human needs that antibiotic for a similar disease or that same strain or something like that, there may not be a medication for that human. That's the theory behind there. And and the you know i think it's kind of poorly described exactly how if you put an animal intended to be used for food on antibiotics and then that animal lives out its life it goes to slaughter it is sent out to consumers and if the consumers consume that meat how that translates whether drug resistance uh, bacterial resistance to drugs occurs in that way i think that's kind of a, there haven't been a lot of specific studies that can definitively demonstrate that, but that is the theory behind it. And if we can cut down inappropriate use of of antibiotics, that may help. Well, doctor, what are some important points for our audience to remember as we close out this interview? I think it's important for people to remember that that sick animals on an individual basis, uh, specifically like in uh, animals that need to have injectable antibiotics are given on a, on a case-by-case basis, that their availability is not changing. You're still going to be able to get the medications you need for your animals. You still have to go through a veterinarian and get a prescription, but you can still acquire those and use them. That's not the purpose of this rule. It's the veterinary feed directive, and it's intended to regulate herds, livestock that are put on feed that has medication incorporated into the feed or into the water. So the the components of the veterinary feed directive, in short, are the the labels are changing on the feed, so they're not going to be able to advertise weight gain or feed efficiency, Mm -hmm. and and that's already changed. And then if you're looking to get medicated feed for your livestock, it's going to need to go through a veterinarian. And you can still get it if the veterinarian determines that your your herd needs either for therapeutic or preventative purposes. You need to have that medication. They'll validate that with a veterinary feed directive, and you'll have to have a completed and 
authentic veterinary feed directive to take to your feed co-op or your feed mill before they will fill your order and distribute the feed to you. Great. Well, this has been great information. If there's somebody out there listening who would like more information, where would you recommend they go to obtain further information on the new VFD? The, the best place to go is to the Food and Drug Administration's, the FDA's website. So it's www.fda.gov. And in their uh, search bar there, you can put in VFD or Veterinary Feed Directive. And there's several documents there, guidance documents, frequently asked questions uh, that they can get a lot of this information. You can also call the Idaho State Department of Agriculture. And as for the State Veterinarian's Office, it's area code 208 three three two eight five four zero and we're happy to answer any questions about it the the fda has been very clear that they understand this is a new regulatory effort and they're looking to educate and provide a lot as much outreach as they can to those folks going forward and and so we'll we'll do our very best to help them with that there there's not going to be a a huge enforcement effort right out of the gates. They want to make sure everybody knows what's coming down the pipeline before they start having to make enforcement actions or penalize someone that who may not be following the new regulations. Well, great. Well, thank you very much for joining us today and providing us with such great information. You're welcome, Matt. Anytime. Thank you all for joining us today and here is to you and your pursuit of the country lifestyle, however you define it. For the DNB Show, I'm Matt Breckwald.